now. Hi, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast from TriCrest. Today, I have Emma Thomas with me. Hello, Emma. Hello. Um, she is a director at Root Scene, um, uh, amongst other things that we'll go into shortly. Um, but uh, Emma started her life in marketing and has found her way into running a tech business. So it's quite interesting to see how that happened. So Emma, tell me about the moment you ended up in the tech business. Let, let's start with that. Um, it wasn't a moment as such. It was a slow transition over a number of years. Uh, I've worked with um, a variety of tech companies while I was running my own marketing consultancy business. And this was one of the clients I had. So working with them probably over a period of seven, six, seven years, something like that, before we then got into the discussion of, well, actually, this could be on a, a, a different, more permanent basis. Um, so that transition to me being full-time director in the business was about two years ago. Wow, okay. And um, what attracted you to the business and what it does? Tell me a little bit about what it does. So when I first became involved um, six or seven years ago, the technology and the products that we have now in Rootscene didn't exist. Okay. And that's part of the excitement. It's new cutting edge technology. It uses LIDAR, which is a type of sensor, um, a laser sensor. It uses UAVs, which most people know as drones. We don't do the drones bit, but our product is uh, flown on drones. So it's all new and exciting technology that we are uh, working in and that in itself is exciting. Mm -hmm. It brings its challenges because we are entering new market markets with new technology that um, people haven't used before. So a lot of it is about educating them into the benefits of why they should think about doing um, something that historically they've done in a very different traditional way why they even think about doing it in in a new way using our kit mm, that, that's interesting who are your clients then we have a huge range um, the main targets for us where we're gaining traction are we've got government agencies and um, the kit isn't cheap so mm. it's for a lot of companies it's um a capital expenditure so it's a, a heavy investment so government agencies um where they've got they can see that they've got the demand for our product and they've got the budget so that it's it's a no-brainer and, and a win-win mm. then on top of that there are service providers where they would provide the survey service to end users that, unlike government agencies, don't necessarily have the volume of projects and they don't have the budget to buy outright. Oh. So then we sell to those service providers. Typically, it's UAV, the drone service, the 
companies, the pilots, or it's survey service, traditional survey service companies, um, and then they then provide the service. Oh, I on. see. I see. And what, what does the, the technology then give the clients or allow them to do differently? So there's a number of um, uh, interesting aspects to that. And um, the first one is that um, it gives them access and the ability to survey in places that they physically would not have been able to do before, mm -hmm. either because the area was too dangerous and you just would not send a person um, or the area was small discreet so it wouldn't warrant mobilizing a helicopter or an airplane because right. you know that's thousands of pounds an hour yeah. um, and you just it's it wasn't worth uh, it was cost prohibitive wasn't wasn't worth doing okay. um, or the area was just too too remote so there's there's lots of different factors there where and then we fill in a sweet spot so what we're doing is we're not necessarily saying we're taking away business from the um, traditional ways of doing things but we complement it yeah yeah so it's getting to those hard to reach places that traditional surveying methods can't get. Yes, or dangerous hazardous environments where you wouldn't send people. Okay, okay, cool. So that's a bit of an understanding of the technology. From marketing to tech, technology, I'm, I'm curious to know, and I'm sure our listeners are curious to know, is what, normally I'll ask what the scariest moment in business is, but at this stage I want to find out from you what, what have been the steepest learning curves making that transition from being a sole trader a freelancer in marketing to a director of a tech business um the answer might not be what you expect which was um it was actually uh, the scariest bit was giving up my own business oh. because i had 100 percent control okay. and where I took that business was up to me. Mm -hmm. That was the scariest thing because I'm now in a bigger business with huge potential. It's not just me. It, and therefore, um, there's lots of dependencies on other people. Mm. Where it was, it was literally just me before. So, you know, and the buck stopped with me and my decisions stopped with me. So this is very different. That, that was the scariest thing. Everything else, I mean, I've worked with many different clients while I was doing my own marketing consultancy. Mm. And they range from charities to trade associations to tech companies to lawyers. So I was used to having to think on my feet, be agile, think about different sectors, not be phased mm -hmm. by the complexities of different sectors, the jargon. You just can't be phased by that. So then I just looked at this as another customer in a way. That's really interesting. And a lot of freelancers, people who are sole traders, been on their own for a while because you're on your own for about 10 years, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. 
think that they don't have transferable skills and it's just not true is it it's not true at all and yeah. it is all about that um it's the soft skills that mindset being flexible being agile adaptable uh, being able to just pick anything up and and run with it and be confident in your own abilities and not scared that well actually I don't know anything about this sector so I can't do it mm. why not <laughs> um, because that's what you do as a freelancer you go into all sorts of, of scenarios and environments and and you take it in your stride this is just the same oh okay good I think that's heartwarming for <laughs> definitely and and now what what do you love about being part of something bigger than Emma um, I am definitely learning something new every day, sometimes every hour of every day, um, which the pace and trying to keep up is a challenge. Um, it's a good positive one, but it's, it certainly is a, a, a challenge. Um, and I think it's the potential. It's, it's very exciting to be in part of something that has got huge potential um, you know, the potential is global. We can make this whatever we want to make it. So that's really exciting. That is really exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. So what, what don't you like about being a director of a big, bigger business? Um, because we're looking, we are in it, it's scaling at the moment and we're looking to, to grow substantially it's at the moment what has to happen is putting all of the detailed processes and systems in place when you're small you can get away with it and when you're one person you can get away with it mm -hmm. when you suddenly get to a certain size and um the order book and the revenue and everything gets to a certain size having efficient systems and ways of doing things so that everybody knows what to do so that it's efficient but also so that they know who's doing it whose role is what that suddenly becomes really important mm -hmm. and if you don't then start thinking about that and putting that in place it actually inhibits growth so that's the bit that we're at mm -hmm. I just personally my nature as a strategic marketer looking at big vision and getting excited by potential to have to put my head into nitty-gritty detail that's sometimes hard <laughs> it is hard i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you and say even the small businesses would benefit in in getting that those processes at least thought through before they grow and that that's what our platform is is about that's what tricress is about is getting yeah. those things in place even before you grow so that the growth is less painful i um, agree with that i think it depends what you're doing i was just thinking with my root scene hat on that we were so busy in research and development and designing and developing and making the product that if you don't have a product and it doesn't work forget everything else True. so i think it depends on your business as to how quickly you can move to the processes and systems stage mm. yeah 
yeah no it's interesting very interesting okay who inspires you emma nobody in particular <laughs> honestly <laughs> i i talk to lots of people and it's just little nuggets of information and things that they say about little things they've done and i go I can see that. I can see how that would work. And then I come back and I implement that. Oh. That's the kind of stuff I love rather than some amazing guru that I'm going to follow. That doesn't really float my boat. But talking to people where they've been there, done it, and they've gone, this is what worked for me. That's the stuff I love. And, and do you know, that's what our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast is all about. We, we've never interviewed anybody who's you know made it or exited with millions we only interview people who are currently on that journey so that they get exactly that emma those those little nuggets those little tidbits that other people have tried and gone do you know this helped us or this mindset did this um and that that's the purpose of this podcast and i know you've been to see uh, a friend of ours who actually will be on a podcast soon who's been really helpful recently around building revenues, hasn't he? That's right. And I think it's about having that advice at the right moment. It's all about timing, isn't it? Mm. And um, you get to a point where you go, this just isn't working. How do I do this differently? Mm. Having a conversation with somebody where they're experienced and they've been there, done it, um, it helps you accelerate what you're trying to do rather than have to fall into every um, pitfall and work your way out. You can jump over them. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what's happened. And yeah, and the conversations and the help I've had um, literally this week um, have, have, have been vital in where our thinking and where we're going to go next in our, on our revenue generation. And that was for the price of a coffee, wasn't it? Not even that. <laughs> totally free. Totally free. Wonderful. And that's what the networks are about. That, that's, that's the collaboration that TriCrest really want to encourage other entrepreneurs to do because it is incredibly helpful, isn't it? It's really powerful. It is. Yeah. And, and then it's just making sure that you're available to give back as well. Yeah. And sometimes that giving back comes in the most uh, unanticipated strangest forms mm -hmm. and you just say something and somebody you know latches onto that and you have a conversation you don't think you've done anything but to them it's enormous yeah yeah definitely I like that okay what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning Emma um I'm a very optimistic self-driven person and just having a challenge of this can be a global company and be amazing is enough for me. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. And what keeps you awake at night? Um, not very much. I'm usually exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is having a, a mechanism to switch off or else I would. Okay. So it's having that something where you leave compartmentalize and leave the work behind 
uh, I think having that and learning that skill and learning what it is that helps you switch off is really important. Otherwise, you can be doing it 24-7. Yeah. Working out what that thing is for you. What, what is it for you you're able to share? Uh, it's a mix of well, you go home and um, straight into uh, um, being a parent mm-hmm. and um, the... Um, the trials and tribulations and joys that come with that typically food on table chauffeuring to various social events or what have you that definitely disengages brain Uh, exercise that's another one Um, that's 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 really key Um, swimming um, yoga um, just get in the zone of that and uh, then that helps switch off very quickly do you know what I've discovered recently to switch off in the evening? Go on. And it's not wine. Um, it's knitting. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> it's knitting. And I'll, I have discovered that knitting has the same effect on me as meditating. Um, Amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, that's how I did. So there's, I, there has to be kind of that break, doesn't there, between yes. uh, work, then, you know, if you have got kids or a busy social life, you, you're busy with that. But there has to be that sort of quiet bit somewhere to let your brain go still. And I've discovered that knitting does that. Downtime. Yeah, it is. It's discovering what that is. It's reading for me. I go through an enormous amount of novels. Right. Read every evening. Okay. What are you reading now? Oh, um, it's called The Tiger's Wife. Oh. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting. Um so um uh, Eastern European civil war, so um kind of it's fiction but kind of based on 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 yugoslavia conflict um and um so it's really really interesting and tigers escape from the zoo and uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) the zoo gets bombed and (laughs) i can't say anymore it sounds a bit strange but it's really good (laughs) and if, if root scene was a business um, what kind of personality would it have? Mm. Um, that's a tricky one because there's two sides to it. Okay. And, you know, with any business, um, the culture and um, its personality is driven by the directors, the founders and who's leading the mm. company and the vision. And we've got two very different people leading the business so we've got the very factual analytical technical side Mm. because what we're doing is very accurate survey instrument design and development Mm -hmm. it has to work it has to be right it has to be accurate it has to do what it says on the tin and that's definitely not my mindset it's the other director so we have that side but then we have the let's go for it opportunistic seize the day which is my contribution so it's a mix of those two Oh, okay. That's a that's a nice yin and yang. Yes, <laughs> has its moments, but it's very complimentary. <laughs> uh, that is quite. If you, if those kind of opposing 
modes of working work together if you've got sufficient common ground in terms of the way you communicate then they can work beautifully together yes Uh, i I, i've seen an example in recent weeks where they they don't have the common language and they literally that the technical person analytical person is talking and the big picture kind of feeling person just doesn't understand a word they're saying literally doesn't understand them and I've, I, I, it was something that a sales coach that said to me actually in 2018, which was we were talking around a topic that I can't even remember what it was. Mm. And uh, one was saying one thing, one was saying another. And he stood back and he said, Do you know that you're violently agreeing on this point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying the same things in different language? I love that, violently agreeing. Yes. So I use that all the time now. Whenever we get heated, it's like, do you know we're violently agreeing? Yeah, perfect. It takes the heat out of it. It does. I'm going to feel that, Emma, if that's okay. That's fine. It's not mine in the first place. (laughs) That's fantastic. Okay, so... Um, people can go to the website, which is rootseen.com, which is literally R-O-U-T-E-S-E-E-N-E.com and have a look and, and look at this wonderful technology that you're involved with. I know, I know you, you've got lots of tenders out there and, and I know you already uh, export um, to the States, is it? Yeah. We've yes, we've got customers, uh, various customers in countries in Europe, and then our, our primary target market is um, North America, and Brilliant. we do have customers there already, Canada and the US. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Emma, it has been an absolute delight to speak to you today. Thank you so much for your time because I know how incredibly busy you are. Um, you're welcome thank you and best of luck and I, I look forward to seeing the global domination with root scene at the helm so do i thank you <laughs> Take care. Bye. cheers bye, bye.